big news coming out of Almost 30. And if you're at Camp Almost 30, Set an you intention know. If you want to learn. Almost 30 membership is and now open for enrollment until July 31st. We are starting a new season of the membership and on August 1st. And we're so pumped. Even if it's an ad, we're adding like things to look forward to each for it, month. Like, oh, we will have, as always, our theme like that will call us to a deeper understanding of ourselves and others and really ground us in our work. Every month, we'll have a two hour workshop with a special guest. And let me tell you, our lineup for the next six months is going to blow your mind. People like Elizabeth April, Aaron Rose, Amy Chan, and many more. Every single month, Krista and I will be doing a solo episode. So these are episodes that are never before heard, really deeply personal, and ones that we want to share just exclusively with our membership. Every single month, we'll do a live hang with Krista and I, actually two. So haha, both of us, one with each of us, we'll laugh a lot, go deep and connect. And then we'll also have a community call so you all can connect with each other. It's really, really fun and led by, by our community manager. And then you'll be supported every month with journal prompts and meditations and affirmations and get this major giveaways every single month. I can't I can't reveal too much, but I'm pretty sure we're giving away psychic readings, memberships to to be magnetic. Like this is major, major. So make sure you join the almost 30 membership. I've heard from so many of you that you've gotten the value that you've invested in the first two months. So it's a six month container. Some people opt in for the year, but truly you will get your value ASAP. I promise you almost30.com slash membership for all the information. We cannot wait to start with you August 1st, almost30.com slash membership. Hello and welcome almost 30 podcast. How are we doing? How are you? <laughs> What's up, everyone? You don't need to be 30, just FYI. We're over. So we're over. Just we're over and hang above. loose. Take off your bra. Let's relax. Let's relax, baby. That's all I want to do right now. Good to be here. I know. <laughs> Too long. <laughs> We've Too been long. recording so much. As fun as it is. I know, as fun as it is. And you know, just gotta be camera ready. I know. Gotta be camera ready for hours. If people saw us right now, I don't know if they categorize us as, as camera ready. 100%. <laughs> it melts off. For us, this is, but... Mm-hmm. It melts the frick off. We're excited to have you. Um, Almost 30 is a community. And our goal, when Lindsay and I started, we didn't really even know that it would become such a beautiful community all over the world. But our goal was to help people in their evolution. We wanted more support in our evolution Mm -hmm. in our late 20s when we were going through our Saturn return. And we're really grateful to have created the show uh, where we talk about wellness, spirituality, all things taboo. And our goal, again, is just to support you as you awaken. Yeah, it's it's been quite quite a ride. Um, and this episode in particular today, you know, really reflects like our focus, I think, as of the last year and a half or so mm-hmm. on spirituality and just kind of delving more into the spirit of who we are. You know, I think that we can treat the physical body, the health and wellness pieces, but to treat the spirit affects everything else. Yes. You know, that's how we evolved from I know. 
just the body to the spirit. Mm-hmm. That is our evolution. That is our evolution. <laughs> and this one is a good one with Manuela. She is a friend of ours now. I started working with her in January of 2021. Mm. I was introduced to her by our dear friend, Danielle. She's worked with a few of our friends now. And we worked on the basis where we met twice a month. And during one of the sessions, she was working with another woman who lives in Mexico, who actually does curse breaking and a lot of shadow work. So um, Manuela would work with her exclusively for that hour. And then everything that they that happened in their session together, they would, or she would bring to me. Mm-hmm. She would bring that information to me. Yes. We would sort of debrief on everything that they found in their work. And it was just incredibly powerful. She's very kind. She's very low key, like mm-hmm. not really a social media following, not really about becoming a star or a guru or becoming anything um, other than what she is. And I'm really excited to be working with her more deeply in Mm -hmm. the fall. I'm going to mentor. She's going to be my mentor. I'm going to apprentice underneath her so I can learn a lot more about her healing modalities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she is, you know, dedicated in studying like a variety of different healing modalities like shamanistic studies, intuitive touch, psychic ability, crystal healing, aromatherapy, mediumship, dance, and movement therapy. When when I first was, you know, looking at what she does, which is recently, I was like taken aback mm-hmm. by her dance and like her ecstatic dance, which she featured on her Instagram. And I was like, oh, oh, this is like, this is healing. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like yeah. it's that that is healing. It was so, so beautiful and so free and liberated and just felt like connected to much more than just herself. It felt mm-hmm. like an honoring of her ancestors to the earth. Mm-hmm. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I was actually jumping on the trampoline that you left here. Oh, you're, the other I know, day. you're welcome. Buy a hack <laughs> is a trampoline. You can get them really cheap on Amazon or at mm-hmm. like a local sporting goods store, but we have one. And there's, I also have a vibration plate and I was kind of thinking, I'm like, oh, I should work through an emotion right now. Mm-hmm. Like while I'm physically moving either on the yes. trampoline or the vibration plate, or if you dance or if you run, but I was kind of consciously trying to bring through some of the emotions that I've been feeling so that I could work them through my body physically, mm-hmm. um, which is something I loved to do in the class when we used to do the know. class. But Manuel is on her Instagram. It's really inspiring to see her dance and just really freely be. Wild woman. I know. Mm-hmm. There was actually a, an Instagram post today from Jaya John. And I was like, gonna post it. And it was like, I like let the wild woman be wild. And I was like, gonna post it. And I'm like, what are you doing at all that's wild? <laughs> Like I literally was like, I like to share these posts and then like never do anything related to that. The post was- Oh, meaning you, what have you done that's wild? Uh It's Jaya John. The post is, sometimes the best way to get your life in order is to go wild and never be civilized again. And I'm like, I'm going to share that and like, and then go, go watch on to Top a, Chef on Netflix. Go onto a sauna and like schedule your next hundred <laughs> percent and not touch the bare earth for four weeks. Like I just was like, oh, I'm not going to share that because you're not going to do anything about that. <laughs> what did you? The book that you just got the oh, Women Who Run with the Wolves. Yes, exactly. Which yeah. is a classic for mm-hmm. so many people, but yeah, it's it's actually interesting. It's a really profound book. Each sentence is like very has a lot of medicine, which I really like. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of take it in pieces, but it's almost like, what do you mean? 
<laughs> I know. Do you know what I mean? I'm it was like, hard for me to read sometimes. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like women are wild and not meant to be tamed. And I think I'm so far from that. Oh, I don't know. I see what you're saying. I don't know what that would look like. Mm-hmm. Is it achievable in modern life? And I'm not saying this to throw shade at the book because it's profound and I love it. Mm-hmm. But I am wondering how is this, how could I apply this? I think, well, I think in big and small ways. I think it could be in like your morning practice. I mm-hmm. think there could be some wildness there. <laughs> I think maybe your next vacation is totally outside of your comfort zone. I uh-huh. don't know. I don't I, know. Maybe what I go wild. zip lining. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't brush my hair for a week. <laughs> exactly. What does it look like? I don't know if I'm so spayed that I don't. I can't really see it, but I'm actually just started it. But yeah. it's it's good. Like I really, I just love the layeredness of the feminine and yeah. how it's described. So it's it's refreshing, and I enjoy it. Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad to do. Thank you. <laughs> we had uh, sessions with Manuela, just Lindsay we and did. I. So I've I've worked with her before for a few months, and then um, Lindsay and I also had one on one sessions. I got to see her in person, and yours was on the phone, mm-hmm. and. They were incredible. It was great because it was the first time I got to meet her in person. She drove down from where she lives right now. And it was just really beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was like a mix of Reiki. It was a mix of um, Chinese medicine. She like brings a bunch of different modalities in there and it was deeply relaxing. And then afterwards, she sort of shared with me what she saw and what she read. And she said that, <laughs> well, first, when she first arrived at the place, she's like, how are your shoulders? And I was like, oh man, they're like not good right now. She's like, I know my back hurt the whole way on the way here. She says it so cutely. <laughs> but she's like, I tap in and tune in a few hours mm-hmm. before I meet with people. She's like, so for you, my back was hurting and I was eating chocolate. I haven't eaten chocolate in months. So she was eating chocolate and her back was like in pain, <gasps> ah! which was hilarious. I'm like, oh yeah, that's accurate. Cause I was actually doing that right before you came. But the back and where my back was bothering me was related to my dad and sort of the health issues and what's been going on with my father. So there was a lot there that we really worked through and cleared. And then the two points on my back that had the most tension were really those mediumship points. Mm -hmm. So there's two points on your back for people that are like deeply in tune for mediumship and mine were really clogged. So we had to clear those out. The part that was really interesting was just about stepping into being a healer and my previous life as like an ice queen. <laughs> She's mm. like, yo, your higher self showed me this like ice castle and you were like an ice queen in the ice castle. Wow. Which was hilarious. And she was like, yeah, it was like a really beautiful ice castle. And if you don't step into your like queen healer, healerdom, you're going to have to do it in another life. So it was just fascinating. And it really gave me the inspiration to work with her, her more deeply to really lean into that and learn as much as I can and read as much as I can and be a, you know, hopefully a beautiful conduit for healing, however that manifests. I don't think it'll be one-on-one, but really just to like be more conscious about how I'm using my energy mm-hmm. with people and mm-hmm. how it can be healing. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Ice queen. I know, ice queen, big old bitch. So she's saying that if you don't step into your- I'm gonna- That you will go back to the ice castle. Forever. Okay. No, I want to go to the ice castle. I know. That was my damn castle. I know, honestly, it's sick. Oh, but she said, she's like, your body stuff will be 
will be cleared when you're moving a lot of your energy. She's like, you have a lot of healer energy that's kind of like stuck. Mm. So she's like, put your hands on your cats, put your hands on Justin and just kind of let a lot of that energy flow. So I've been doing that a lot oh, where I have my great. hands on him. Wow. And just like healing him. Wow. But then he's always like, hey, will you rub my back? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, no, I'm healing yeah, I'm you. Like, Dude, that's I'm not healing the you in other ways, babe. Yes. That's really beautiful. And the cats all try and like pick him up and, and like heal them. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like electrocuted. They're like, ah. Well, we are here for it. Mm-hmm. As you step in, How was we yours? are here for it. It was good. It was good. So mine was remote. And an hour before, I just kind of went into a meditative state so she can tune in. And that was interesting for me to be in a meditative state for an hour. You know? Yeah. Like... I would have cheated. It was great. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can do this yeah. and I should do this more often. Mm-hmm. But during that meditative state, I'd started like singing and it was just very like, at a certain point, you just kind of, I was no longer like I am meditating, you know, in mm-hmm. that like state, I was just kind of like flowing. I was mm-hmm. like stretching. I was like just kind of in my body and making sounds and whatnot. But yeah, that she called me and- it was really beautiful. She she did lead with, you have a lot of grief around your heart. So I was mm-hmm. like, awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've been told that before. And I think part of it is inherited. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is, you know, some taking on of some current grief, like whether it's in my family. And and then I had a thought of, of around my like past relationship where I have that like guilt and grief around kind of the death of that and how that happened. I think I'm over it, but like, she's like, there's just, there's just some grief around your heart. Mm. So like really, really allowing yourself to feel everything that's coming up right now and not stuffing at all. She was also nauseous. She's like around your energy field. She's like, she's like, I'm a little, I'm a little nauseous. She's like, I feel like there's a leak. And she's like, you're such a like clear channel to source that like, with that little leak, it's wanting to get in, like yeah. things wanting to get in, like foreign energy coming in. So yeah, that was interesting. You're like, so I'm possessed. I know. I was like, oh, awesome. <laughs> um, like, so a demon's knocking at my yeah, door. <laughs> she, I, I confirmed it was not a demon, but, not. but still I was like, mm. but yeah, she's just like, you're a very open channel and you're getting messages all the time, but it's like, there is that grief. There is kind of that foreign energy and mm. it's just blocking. Um, and then she mentioned just like breath work is an incredibly powerful modality for mm-hmm. me, which I already knew. And I've, I've talked about it, but I don't, I don't really, I don't practice it as much as I could. So right after our session, I did Brie Melanson's, uh, she sent just a breath work recording that she did recently and wanted her friends to do before she like sent it out to the public. And I was like, oh, this is why I do it. This is why I freaking do this. It's such a powerful way for me to like, quite literally like not hold on to anything anymore. Mm. It like really opens up, opens up the channel. But yeah. I think Shaman Dirk, when Shaman Dirk read me, he was like, oh, you've got depression in your field. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, sweetheart. Yeah, he's like, oh, one, two, five. You're three on the anxious scale and you've got depression in your field. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, yeah, but it's, it was that's beautiful. hard because you're like, uh, you know, it's so it's so hard because so many of these, I think, I'm getting to the point where I know what's accurate and what's not. Not that yes. I'm saying that whatever anyone said that isn't, but 
It is hard because so many people take on everything as truth. I know. That people say, and that's, I guess, my fear of being a healer is like, dude, you don't want to, you know, completely like change everyone's life. I don't know. I guess you change for the mo- better. most for the but better. Yeah, but yeah. I know also the mean. things that it sticks with people for a long time mm-hmm. really impacts them. But I feel like too, it's like the responsibility of the healers not to then kind of follow and make sure that they are mm-hmm. integrating what you've, be- you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just think about the things that like, what if there wasn't grief on your heart? What if she's like, I see a lot of joy in your heart. You'd be like, oh yeah, Sean's the best. I'm so happy. You know what I mean? It didn't make me feel, yeah, I know what you it's mean. It's not like you were sad or bothered. I was just kind of like, Okay, like, oh, okay. It felt totally. inherited. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I was like, hmm, sounds good. Sounds like a murmur or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's just there. Call me Griefy Heart. <laughs> That's your new band, Griefy Heart. She is so powerful. So powerful. Love her so deeply. And to have her in person here was really special. And she felt a lot of energy just like coming on in. Yeah. So, you know. So almost I think she was uncomfortable. <laughs> Because we were talking about some heavy shit. We talked a lot about being a conscious person today, how to navigate the matrix. We talked about her journey with her gifts, which is really, really beautiful. Mm -hmm. We talked about how to tap into energies, how to tap in more deeply to your intuition. And it's just one of those really like windy, beautiful spiritual conversations where we kind of just listened to what we felt like we wanted to talk about intuitively. But when we talked about the matrix, it was so interesting because she's like, there are beings here that are there curious are about what we're talking about. Yeah, she said mm-hmm. the all-seeing eye. Mm-hmm. And I said, suck it. You are not welcome. You are not welcome here. We are protected. We are protected, big bucks. Um, well, thank you, Manuela. You can learn more about Manuela and her offerings at manuelawelton.com. M-A-N-U-E-L-A-W-E-L-T-O-N.com. And her Instagram is the same. It's Manuela. Welton. It's mm-hmm. Manuela Welton, all one word. And I'll keep you guys posted on our apprenticeship that we're going to be working together. I'm her first student that she's ever taken. That is so cool. She's been an apprentice for people all over the world. So, or she's worked with people as an apprentice for all over the world. So I'm excited to be working with her and to be tapping into my gifts and so all of powerful. that. I'm ready. Dead people, I'm ready. Ready to do it. I'm ready, dead people. <laughs> I've been said no for most of my life, and now it's time. <laughs> now it's time. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. excited. I hope you guys enjoy this one. Definitely share it with a friend. If you guys have a woo-woo friend that you love to talk about all this kind of stuff with, they would love this episode. And then also subscribe to Almost 30. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we would be honored if you would subscribe to the show. It just makes it really easy for our episodes to come into your inbox. And if you want to, write a beautiful review. We love and receive all of your loving kind comments, whether if it's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or the reviews. Yes. Thank you all so much. We'll see you on the other side. See you soon. Bye. Hello and welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome, Manu. (laughs) Welcome, sister. Thank you. So I've been working with you for like three or since January. That's right. And Mm -hmm. then we did our first in-person session today. 
or on Thursday, which was unreal. And then you got mm-hmm. to meet with her, which was unreal. But yeah, over the phone, it was so powerful. Yeah. I, we got introduced to you by Danielle, which was incredible. She's like, she's the best. She's helping me with so much. I was in Miami at the time when she introduced us. And I just am so grateful that we found you and that we found someone that feels like you're just so honoring of the work and the, where you've found and come through the work, like I guess through your ancestors, through nature, through all these different places. And that's what I think I most love about you and appreciate about you is your honorance and your reverence for mm. where your information and knowledge has come. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's been a, a journey, long, long journey of learning and relearning. And mm. I think that's the biggest, just to learn from our ancestors and our teachers and mm. our mentors that show up without even looking for them has been the most powerful path forward for me. Mm-hmm. And it's been a beautiful one. Mm-hmm. So to honor where it comes from and where I've learned and who I learn from mm. is important in every step of the way. Cause it's not our information. It's channeled through us. Mm-hmm. It's where we are the channels of something much bigger than ourselves. So. That's what I was thinking about when we had our session. It was like about stepping into healership. And I was thinking about that, how, you know, there's only pressure in becoming a healer if you're thinking that you're the one that's healing. You know, it's because it's actually not you. And that's where people sort of get it wrong. And that's where I got got it wrong in the feeling of pressure around potentially stepping into being a healer in some sort of way. Mm. It's like, well, it's, actually not you at all that's doing the healing. It's it's the person that's actually doing the healing. You're just serving as the catalyst, which they talk about in Course in Miracles and Law of One quite a bit. And so it's like, it actually isn't stressful and it shouldn't be something that's causing you to, me to feel in this case, like overwhelmed or pressure because it's it's not actually me at all. It's like just being the clearest channel that I can. And in Course in Miracles, they talk a lot about in the ending chapter where they talk about uh, for teachers, they talk about that in healing, you know, if you're giving someone the gift of healing, Mm. you don't check on them every week to see if they're using the gift. Like if you give someone a gift, you don't check on them consistently to see if they're using the gifts that you give them. You give them the gift and then you sort of, your work is done. Like you move on. And that's the same in healing. Like it's none of our business how someone uses or steps into the healing or receives the healing. It's really just our job to be, in service of the healing that happens. Right, to put ourselves to the one side and to really honor and see the person as they are. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of the biggest things that I've learned this year is for myself, how I was moving from a place of healing from wounding and needing to heal someone because I myself was looking for something within the healing. Mm. And then it's been, it's been a, a massive shift of just really what you're saying to... And it's a process. I, I think it's it's the most beautiful thing to actually recognize that it's a process and it's a constant growth, right? So where we come from healing from a place of needing to heal because we are needing to heal ourselves versus really showing up to the healing because we are this open source where spirit or energy or even nature comes through us to show us and to really connect to one another mm. and be of service to the other no matter what, because I can have it and you can have it as well. And we all have it. So how we show up to that healing with our unique gifts is, you know, that's part of the, Mm. 
the growth mm-hmm. and the more we can do it, not from a place of the wounded healer. I don't know if you've heard that, um, but from a place of real service, I think that's, yeah, that's where the... Can you talk about the wounded healer mm-hmm. a little bit? You brought it up when we had our session. I actually don't know. Yeah, and I don't, we didn't go into it. Mm-hmm. So I would love to talk about that. I'm, I don't call myself an astrologer. I don't know much about astrology, but we all have something called a Chiron. And, I, you know, the Chiron is we come with a specific wounding around mm-hmm. certain aspects. Um, you know, childhood trauma is usually where it really comes out and it comes up. So let's say abandonment issues and you're, you are shown as a child about abandonment in order mm-hmm. to heal that and then come into your power as whoever you are, a musician, an artist, an actor, and you come into your power as that channel, and then you bring forth a healing of abandonment. Mm. And so it's like this reciprocity of energy of wounded healer could be uh, shown in parent relationships a lot. For example, it's like uh, whether any abuse showed up or something that you know you had to learn and a lot of us kind of see it as like oh this is happening to me like mm-hmm. ouch right. you know and it's really actually a lesson in what you're here to be of service of mm. and that's that's to me the wounded healer it's like we learn what we mm. need to learn in order to give back to the world mm-hmm. and yeah in service of sorts yeah it's so interesting like it's like the the wound is the way but i feel like mm-hmm. a lot of my experience and what I've observed in people, it's like, let me figure out the wound and heal the wound before I step into becoming who I'm meant to become, where you're kind of saying that this is like the way in which it's like through that wound is how we step in. Right. Or not before, throughout, right? So for me, I'll speak of myself as an example. My my wound is communication, actually. Mm. It's taken me a long time. Mm. I don't, my words sometimes cannot catch up to my energy. Mm -hmm. And so I can't, like for me to sit here 10 years ago would have been like, (laughs) (laughs) I can't can't translate the Mm, energy as fast. And I would like stutter a lot and I still kind of stutter a bit because I can't translate what I'm feeling. Mm. And so my wounding is around communicating what I feel. And you can see that in my astrological chart Mm. as like, I come here to understand how to communicate and translate and then support other people in doing the same creatively, Mm. whether it's, uh, again, music, art, mm-hmm. dance, and or mm-hmm. even actually speaking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> What's yours? <laughs> you, you said that mine was trust. And I've been just like sitting with that because I feel like I've inherited some trust issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then it's manifest. It, no, no. <laughs> no. Me. Mainly my, my, I've been, my parents. I've shed your mom. trust issues on you. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's, it's manifested as me not trusting myself. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I actually feel like, and maybe, I don't know, as, as my friend, maybe you can tell me, but I feel like I trust people. Yes. But I don't trust myself. And then then it creates a weird energy with others to where they're confused. They're like, wait, you trust me, but you don't trust yourself. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I am because you are, right? Mm. So if I don't trust myself, how much am I willing to trust you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's weird though, because I do see you trusting people. Mm-hmm. So I don't really... Yeah, yeah. And I, and I totally, yeah, you open up and trust people. Mm-hmm. And to what extent, like how far right. are you willing to trust? Because it, in reality... 
if you're not trusting yourself, how mm-hmm. much are you actually really fully trusting sure. another? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, because because your trust yourself is the bar or like mm-hmm. the the understanding of what that trust looks like in the world too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like a um, a resistance to. I feel like I have like the the story of you don't depend on anyone. You do things yourself, mm-hmm. independent. And so that kind of bred like a, a weird distrust in people because I, I always felt like I could just do it better myself or I was supposed to be doing it myself mm-hmm. rather than trusting others mm-hmm. to support me or... Right, and what that, have you? You know, we won't get too personal, and maybe, maybe, hey, but your mom, it's, like, it's our show. It's, it's all good. Honestly, <laughs> whatever. Everybody got there. Your mom's, your mom's lineage. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's look into that and let what what was that trust for her? And go back to your grandmother, mm-hmm. and go back to grandmother with your yeah. grandfather. And you know, I always talk about the seven generations. So it takes about seven generations to heal a pattern. And currently, right now, with all the eclipses that are happening, personally, this is just what I feel. I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like we're currently healing all of us that uh, a pattern that started seven generations ago. Mm. Like everybody's working on something currently right now. Mm-hmm. So trust, and then go back two generations. Look at what happened there, and then go back another five. Okay. And see, because it is, it is, it is inherited, right? And and at the same time, you were born into this family for a reason. Whether you chose it, whether you they chose you, I don't know what the mm-hmm. actual order is up there. Mm-hmm. And you know, you chose this situation to learn trust, and that's your soul's calling to step into learning something in this lifetime, of sorts. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to the wounded healer. I feel like <laughs> I trust myself but not others yeah. <laughs> which is what's funny yeah. for us yeah. it's like compliment yes. each yes. other because I'm mm. like I yes I'm like the opposite like mm-hmm. the yin yang so I guess the wounded dealer is the wounded dealer almost essentially like your purpose or your passion so it's like figuring out the deepest wounding that you have and then figuring out how you can serve you could heal that and then use that in service to others mm, yeah I, I there's so many definitions out there. And mm-hmm. for me personally, I think that that's, that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. We all come with something. I mm-hmm. mean, regardless if it's whoever it is, right? We mm-hmm. all come with a specific want and desire to understand something mm-hmm. or learn something or give a, a service to something, to someone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, yeah. And it could be many things too. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like we really have one, like one soul mm-hmm. purpose healing mm-hmm. wound mm-hmm. that we really come here to work through. And then that looks like like many myriads of different types of things. Mm. You know, it like splits up into a, a kaleidoscope mm. of yeah. different mm-hmm. um, situations that we come here to work through. Mm. For you being so, like you were so young when you your gifts were discovered. What was that experience like being... Because you were in Colombia. Yeah, I was in Colombia. And, and first of all, in Colombia, not like I still to this day, I feel like, you know, if I go back and tell people what I do, it's like there's still kind of that look of what what do you do? And really, yeah, culturally, it's a really powerful, uh, powerful country in the sense that we like had a lot of trauma. And I think that because of that, there's so many people that are really in tune and so afraid to get in touch with it, especially religion there. Mm-hmm. Very really Catholic? took over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And my mom was incredibly gifted. Well, both my parents were really gifted in their own ways. My mom was really psychic and she was really afraid to get in touch with it. Uh, I, I would say she was even more psychic than, than I am, you know, and, and psychic meaning intuitive. 
um, she would like, a, a painting would fall and she would be like, oh, Aunt Lucy just died. You know, everybody was like, what? Two hours later, Aunt Lucy died. <laughs> like, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like, it would stop, like the watch would stop and suddenly she'd be like, somebody died and she would say the name. And again, we would get a call four hours later. Wow. So, but she was really afraid of it. And I, I always say that I feel like I was born into the family to kind of break the the pattern of mm-hmm. that as well. And um, when I was six, it was really when we kind of, so I started feeling and I was fe- feeling and seeing spirits everywhere. And I always tell the story that I would have tea parties with my grandparents. And then we would talk about, you know, what was under my mom's bed. And then I would go to my mom and be like, hey, you have something under your bed. And and then they're like, how do you know? And I was like, grandpa, like grandpa told me. And, and she was like, wait, grandpa's dead. Like, oh. <laughs> you wow. know? But to me, they were alive. So I was- What was, was under the bed? You know, a box, like a box with Cash. things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A secret. <laughs> Treasure. <laughs> Treasures. <laughs> were you afraid? You know? Were you afraid? Or I, uh, I was actually just speaking with somebody that I uh, I couldn't sleep at night because mm. I would feel so much. So I, I, I was not- I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was afraid at night. And in the daytime, it was really magical, actually, because I would have a bunch of imaginary friends, which at the time mm-hmm. were spirits. Mm-hmm. And so I would buy like toys for them and we'd have like, you know, it, it was quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I feel like growing up, that was, it really alienated me mm-hmm. in school. And I feel like a lot of us have that story where we like feel different. I would have friends, but I feel like I would always feel what they were saying or what they were thinking. And it was hard to like actually explain that like I was feeling even more than usual. Yeah. And so I really like was a hard uh, piece growing up in school, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but it was, yeah, I it was, and I was telling you, Krista, you know, my, my first mentor showed up when I was, you know, eight and then 11, um, just randomly. I never looked for them. And then the death of my parents was really when I actually, so I, I woke up, or, so that was suppressed mm-hmm. when I was little. And then from eight to 14, I had this like angst, like anxiety of like, Mm -hmm. I can feel things, but I don't know what it means. And then my mom died. And that's really when the gift reopened because she was there. And I was like, wow, like, okay, so yes, yes, Mm -hmm. you know, and then um, my dad died three years later. And then that really Mm -hmm. kicked me off into this like relearning and understanding that we're far more than physical Mm. And there's more to this and to this body and to the physical space. How'd they pass? Uh, my mom was, she was a ballerina and so different things, but she had a like heart, heart failure. Um, and I was 15. So I was like in Colombia, you turn mm-hmm. like, oh, it's womanhood. You turn yeah. into a woman. Yeah. And my dad was a car accident at 18. Whoa. And oh. 18 is when you turn into an adult. So I think those were like huge wow. rites of passage Whoa. moments. Did you have someone like supporting you through? And I mean, even you just recounting just this, like feeling them as like launch pads into like the next level of your gifts was someone kind of guiding you through this experience Telling of death you, and grief yeah it's been I, up until even just like three months ago yeah it just keeps showing up it's like layers and layers and you think you're done and then you just get hit with like a bigger wave but I, I think that I was really guided by purpose spirit mm. nature God whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it mm-hmm. because I kept 
meeting these people in my path uh, that would just take me into apprenticeship and learning about plants and learning about, you know, energy work and qigong and acupuncture. And so as a young person, like even from when I was 11, our family left Columbia very young or when I was really young as well. Um, and a whole other story. Mm. We were in exile in the U.S. Mm. And so just a lot of rites of passage moments of understanding that this is bigger. You know, mm. this this is, well, yeah, a lot mm. of energy here. Yeah. <laughs> you can feel it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's a vortex. <laughs> yeah. For the the apprentice or the mentors, like how does how does that happen? You know, how can people look for or seek mentors in their life when they want to learn something because I think there's probably a lot of people listening that have gifts or feel like they have callings to something and would like to find a way in which they could really learn. I always say when the te- the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I really, really believe in not looking for them. I feel like that's to me, when you say like, you know, all all the teachers that I've had are not on social media, are not like... The best kind. Yeah. They're, they're just rooted in the earth. <laughs> the best. They're older. Off the grid. Yeah. Off, off the, the grid. grid. They have no interest. And, yes. You know, that's what keeps me going in the way yes. that I do is like, I I just honor that. And I feel like that's the teaching. You know, they're not looking to get uh, mm. year long, you know, all of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So to me... It, uh, it was random situations. Like my therapist was a first generation. You know, one day she looked at me and she's like, you have a gift. And I'm like, uh, don't we all? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, we went into it and she was a first generation Reiki teacher and I'm still studying with her. And mm-hmm. she actually doesn't even call it Reiki anymore because it's been so watered down that like it's, you know, it's far, far more than that. So I would really like set an intention if you want to learn and what do you want to learn and let the universe show you and guide you and you will find it whether it's you know an ad even if it's an ad it's like not you going and looking for it but it's like oh didn't I just set this intention Mm -hmm. like a month ago and Mm -hmm. here it is Mm -hmm. or you are at a coffee shop it happened to me and I was writing down something and somebody looked at me and we started talking and they became another like mentor you know so it's serendipity if you allow the universe to really speak to you and not mm-hmm. force things it'll show up at exactly the the right time mm-hmm. um, and you work with a woman because when I worked with you there was also a woman that you also worked with yeah what, what's her is she how, how do you work with her uh, so I go to see her twice three times a year mm-hmm. and right now currently I've been seeing her once a month the story is that I actually had a family curse I, my family had a curse and we met and I told myself that if I was able to break it, that I would help other people in breaking them too. And she's a traditional Mexican healer. Mm-hmm. I would call her a healer. I don't usually use that word. Mm-hmm. And she has experience in like exorcisms and curses and all of that. And I've been learning some of that, but it's a, it's a bit of a darker world that I don't really like to delve into. So we actually teamed up. And she helps me kind of look at more of that lineage of work, which I'm 
a little bit. Yeah. Like I, I, mm. I can see it and yeah. yet to work with this is a denser, yeah. denser mm. energy. Yeah. How does, and that was, she was, that was crazy. Just, She's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the craziest thing. Yeah. What she was able to do in such a quick amount of time when we, cause we'd been working together for a few months. And then there was the one thing that I mentioned about the one thing within days. Yeah. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? So with someone that works in that density, I guess, how do they maintain? And this isn't, you know, you don't want to maintain neither is good or bad, but like, how do they stay in a place where they don't feel easily attracted to entity? Like, how how do they stay clear of entities entering, being in their space? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, that's why I work with her and she works mm-hmm. with me. We we help each other. Like cool. I clear her, she clears me. It's like an eight. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like Balinese, for example, the Balinese culture, for example, you know, really believes in dark and light, right? Without mm-hmm. the dark, there's no light. And without mm-hmm. the light, there's no dark. Her wound was growing up in a, a really dark family, really dark energy. And she chose light, mm-hmm. right? So she wow. has really learned to work that space in such like in a way it's a master it's a mastery for sure she's an elder and she's she's a master in that world and she desires to be kept you know private yeah Mm -hmm. because of it because i think that like part of it is to to just yeah like hold that energy very i can like feel her i can feel her energy it's like very fucking badass she's she's badass (laughs) she'll come to the light one i think when she yeah she'll be ready we need her in the dark yeah we need her where she is yeah so true you said you don't like to use the word or you rarely use the word healer Mm -hmm. why is that titles Mm -hmm. healer shaman i feel like we're all all of them all of all of us you know we can Mm -hmm. morph into whatever we want and so coach i mean no, no offense to any coaches out there. <laughs> Love you all. No, but I like that. <laughs> but, I like this conversation. Yeah, it's I've, interesting. I've, but what do we do then? Uh, I'm a, we just I'm float. A, we yeah, float. just float. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I facilitate your healing. You're the healer. Yeah, that's true. I'm not your. I'm not your healer because I. I don't, you know. I. You're the one doing the healing, and mm-hmm. I'm just showing you what you're doing for yourself, and I'm helping you and supporting you and guiding you in, in, in your light, in your your mastery, your energy. Imagine what like all of these labels and titles do for those that either want to get into the work or are like working with their gifts where at least for me, sometimes that's a mental hurdle and Mm -hmm. I get caught in that comparison loop of like, whether it's music or like, am I a singer songwriter? Am I, you know, it's like these labels that kind of fuck me up a little bit. I'm like, wait, but I already am that. But by society standards, am I that? And do they anoint me as the, Mm -hmm. as you as the healer? It's weird. Yeah, no, I agree. And and I think that's part of, I mean, I studied, I've I've studied this so much. Right. And at the same time, I'm like, I I have no mastery of it. I still have Mm -hmm. years to go. I, you know, I've studied Reiki for eight, nine years now, like uh, still, level one, still level two. I'm not a Reiki master. I'm still learning. Mm. So it's that same thing. And and I feel like we all have the capacity to do so and to learn and to, and I think that's what, it creates that opening of most of my work is to really bring forth the gift that everybody is. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I I really, I want to emphasize that. I feel like we all have one. And Mm -hmm. so it's for me, it's to help people see themselves and help people like a lot of the time I actually pick, uh, like I, 
tell people something that they were really good at when they were young, but they totally forgot about it. And then I'm like, did you paint when you were little? They're like, oh my God, yes. How did you know? And it's like, I don't do that anymore. And it's like, well, you'd be really good at it. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like wow. showcasing that creativity or that, that which they were really good at. Mm-hmm. And yeah, which we forget remembering mm-hmm. our past lives. Too. Yeah. With your curse, with your family, how did you know? Like, what was the journey with the curse? He. <laughs> um, he? No, he. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a man? Ha ha. He. It was a woman. <laughs> it was like, he. Um, I just, you know, I think later on I found out that actually my dad, like, it, it's mm. a longer mm-hmm. story, but I, yeah, it, a lot of things in the family were just energetically just stuck, stagnant. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents, things like, were not flowing. And I went to this woman because I felt like something was in me. Mm-hmm. And then we realized that it was actually an entire family thing. Mm-hmm. So what, sorry to, what is a curse? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Energy that is placed on you personally or a family member or family in general. And in Latin America, it's very prominent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so you get jealous of somebody and you go to someone and, you know, I don't really even understand really what they do, but they place like they do like some sort of voodoo kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. And there are people that do these things. I mean, oh, Indonesia wow. mm-hmm. is huge. Unreal. Polynesia. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. the, I think that this is something that we need to talk about and that it's not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. I think it's the maneuvering of energy that is not just like fully light. And I think it's, you know, I had even wow. say that it's like even in politics, you know, like mm-hmm. it's a maneuvering yes. of energy that's dark. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. It's scary. <laughs> it is interesting how it's like cultural and even like mm-hmm. New Orleans, like Creole, New Orleans, yeah. you know. Dude, that's why I don't, can't go to New Orleans. But yeah, it's like that same thing. And also too, the evil eye, you know, was like a sort of- Morocco. Yes. Like all of the, yeah, oof, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, have you, either of you been to the Middle East? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like the pressure in your head? Have you ever felt like, did you ever feel the pressure in your head? Is headache? I know energy is strong. It's very masculine. Mm. It's very masculine. That's masculine. Yeah. It's like masculine mm-hmm. vortexes mm-hmm. in the Middle East. And it's like Sedona is like a feminine. They have like different, they have like mm. over in the world, they have like different ley lines that are different points of vortex that are masculine or feminine. And mm. that's like a masculine one. Right. But yeah, the, the curses too, it's, they're also like generational. And so what would be indicators that people have a curse? stagnation like I, I, you just you will feel it mm-hmm. I just worked with somebody just that recently that you just feel it, like you have no energy like it feels mm-hmm. like you have no life force like mm-hmm. nothing makes sense or mm-hmm. like you feel like your life is headed in a wrong direction and you don't understand why you're here like everything's mm-hmm. foggy mm-hmm. curse yeah, I mean curses versus like entities I mean mm-hmm. entities also are a thing you know when mm-hmm. you and it, all of us are so highly sensitive too mm-hmm. also we could, I've got a few yeah that's right. You do. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think I have, you said I have. You said I have a leak. New York, New York. Yeah. Also, is full of energy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's different. Yeah. It's, it's a language that we don't talk about. Yeah. Uh, and I think we talk like let's go back to Salem, which trial hunts. Mm-hmm. I don't know much Mid-trial. about it, right? Mm-hmm. But I just sense that a lot of us were burned or killed mm-hmm. or, you know, and I think in this lifetime we get to truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get to, mm-hmm. I mean, bring this back up because mm-hmm. I think that's in part why a lot of us have lost our compass mm-hmm. of uh, sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had, a, before we started working together last year, we had a curse that we worked with Kiki, our healer mm-hmm. who we'll introduced you to over the summer it was, I think both of ours, but it was mm-hmm. 
on, on almost 30. On almost 30. It was on the entity of almost 30. And it was like a target on our backs. And it felt, yeah, just like hopeless. Hmm. And then now it feels like I'm so grateful because mm-hmm. I'm not fucking scared anymore. That's right. Of anything. Mm-hmm. And you're flowing, right? Yes. It feels yes. like it's flowing. Yes. At first it was like feeling stuck. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like nothing was moving. Yes. The, the money flow was probably- It was on our money. Yeah, because it usually- I always talk about money as like uh-huh. the prosperity, the abundance. If you feel like you're stuck, there's something that's not right. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, and you're trying everything and something's just like not flowing. Mm-hmm. That's usually something blocking. It's mm-hmm. like, if you think about your body, like you're calling mm-hmm. if, that, if mm-hmm. that were stuck, right? There's no flow of chi, of energy. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It was interesting not to bop around, but since you brought up the colon and just body parts, it was interesting like, you said something about the knees and it's connected to parents. And I think something mm-hmm. about your shoulders, mm-hmm. like, are you working? I know there's a study of the connection between the body and whether it's your parents or different people in your life or like different emotions. It's are my, you bringing that into the healing as well? It's usually something that I, like I got told, uh-huh. uh, not by anyone, but by like mm-hmm. when I feel something, it's like I see like, oh, like when I look at your knees, usually knees, I also derive a lot of the work from Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. And usually the Chinese medicine will always have a body part connected to some part of family or, you know, energy or, yeah, chi- Chinese. But usually when I look at like parts of your body, I feel or I see images connected to who it is in mm. you. But I have a map, like a general map, like your shoulders, usually you're carrying something probably family knees are connected to your parents. So not really letting you move forward, but sometimes your ankles can be that too. So it just depends, but that's, that's derived from from Chinese Mm. um, medicine as well. And physical manifestations of, I guess, to bring in like kind of the curse, the curse work, does that does that manifest physically as well? Not just abundance or energetically? Yeah. Well, so um, yeah, actually, if it, you you let a lot of time pass by, you know, energy becomes, I always say that if you let a lot of time go, whether it's en- like if you're carrying a shoulder mm-hmm. pain, that's energy. That's energy that can be cleared. And if you don't let that go, that starts becoming physical more mm-hmm. and more and more and more until you actually, something happens. When people break their wrists, their, you know, anything, it All usually is energy that's mm. just clogged mm-hmm. that hasn't been moved. And that just is energy that becomes came into the physical, mm-hmm. right? So it does become ailments. I, To me personally, I mean, <laughs> to the scientists out there, but cancer is energy. It's mm-hmm. something that you didn't deal with and you put it in the back burner and then it came forth mm-hmm. in your energy body mm-hmm. and it's here to tell you something, mm-hmm. right? So um, yeah, even coming like colds, I think are usually releasing of energy that you are carrying from an argument or from like, you know, a breakup whatever it is. So mm. it's just letting go. It's our bodies are the map of our entire soul or emotion. And mm. the more we get in touch and in tune with ourselves, the more we understand, yeah, mm-hmm. ourselves and, mm-hmm. and each other. And if we understand each other, then we'd be in a different place. Yeah. That is the thing yeah. about, there's some part of like the spiritual community where it's like almost like intellectualizing mm. it all, you know, and like mm. intellectualizing the the experience or, and I, I am someone that does that rather than like being in the full body experience of it. 
And that's your mind, right? Mm -hmm. We've been conditioned a lot to feel with our mind versus our heart Mm -hmm. Um, and embodying versus uh, mind. We've, I mean, a lot of us read so much, right? Mm -hmm. All of what I learned and know is not from books. I've never read anything on this. It's all experience. With your your teachers. Right. Wow. So past life regressions, I didn't, I didn't believe in any of this stuff. Dude, way, I like, never had one that was good. Oh, but I've never seen a past life. I'm down with yet. I know. I haven't seen a dope one yet. I'm always like working. I promise you they're out there. I promise you they're a mine. <laughs> no, I just don't trust anyone to do that to me. Well, you can do it yourself. No. Yes. Take yourself there. I'll take also, you to don't a dope trust one. yourself either. No, yeah. I trust myself, but I just, I don't, I don't know. What do I... What are you afraid to see? What am I afraid to see? Hmm. I think I have enough information about my past lives. I don't know what else I would need to know. That would be... I feel like I get good information that I need to work on that I feel like I wouldn't find anything else that is helpful to me. Good. Well, that's where you stop. Yeah. And then one day, maybe in 20 years, you're like, wait. It would just be entertaining to me. Yeah. I'd be like, whoa, yeah. To me, it it helps with trauma. So it's Uh, like, uh for me, like I was terribly afraid of the cold and I actually realized- Weather? Weather, like snow. (laughs) That's a sweet fear. It's so sweet. (laughs) And I lived in Maine. Oh my my goodness. (laughs) Well, for like two years, I was really afraid of the cold. And yeah, I couldn't go outside. It was sweet. Wow. And then I actually realized uh, my first ever experience, my body dropped temperature to 17 degrees or like, or less, like negative 17. And I realized that I was frozen to death in Russia. Wow. And I left my baby. And then two years later, in the train going to Albuquerque in New Mexico, I meet this Russian man. And then we go to Mexico. And I realized that he was the baby I left behind in that lifetime. It was crazy. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so wait, you, in this life that you met him? Yeah, in this life I met oh, him. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he, he didn't believe in any of this. And then he had the regression and he's like, oh my God. What? So <laughs> he had the regression and it was true. It was true. And the woman that at the time I was learning from, um, she was her mom or she was my mom, her, his grandmother. Whoa. It was crazy. And we were all like chills, uh, right? Like, ah. <laughs> I have a friend that had a regression. She was like really grossed out about hair. Hair grossed her out, like having hair in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and she found out in a regression that she like choked on hair to yeah. death or something. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Like it was like something nasty with hair. With with the are those soul contracts? Are those how would you describe those relationships that you've had in past lives that you then meet again in a different context? And how do you work with them in this life? I haven't finished it yet, but I'm just reading Carolyn May's Soul Contracts. Oh. I highly recommend it. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, a, yeah they're soul contracts. Um, but I mean, I feel like I've known you before. Like mm-hmm. we just met mm-hmm. today, and mm-hmm. but I feel like I've known yes. you forever. You know, so there's. Yeah. There's connections. It's the There's, best feeling. Right? Yeah. yeah. I always think it's like different planet. You're like, oh, we were from the same colony yeah. or mm-hmm. something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like we were from the same. Because I have these weird connections with certain people that people wouldn't expect. And I'm like, oh, we were from, we're from the same star system. Right. You know, we're from mm. the same like area. We're here to do the same work. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you, I mean, there's so many people in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And we're here. Mm-hmm. I always think of that in airplanes and trains. Yes. And I'm like, I'm like wow, there are so many types of people in yes. the world and mm-hmm. here we are. Mm-hmm. And we are, yeah. I and none like of them I, are real. How do you live in the matrix as a person? 
like you. What a question. You know, how do you navigate the world knowing how limited our view of reality is? What are some tips for people to live within this current structure that doesn't make sense? Mm. I always go to creativity. Mm. I always, like to me to get like, mm. How do we live in the matrix? I think of New York City. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. To, and lately airplanes and, and airports have been a, an incredible, like, I don't know what it is. I think it's a glitch in the system. Mm. But to be at airports right now, like you really get to see where the the where there's a line between the matrix and the non-matrix. The thing that comes to me is community, mm-hmm. connection, finding people that understand you and can have the same conversations that to me has been a lifesaver mm-hmm. um, to be able to have people that we can talk about the same things with and where you don't feel like you're going crazy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, know that that will come your way mm-hmm. at some point, the more that you open to it. And I always find writing and painting and mm-hmm. dancing mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, the word channels, but like mm-hmm. to be a space of like really finding solace within this space. Mm-hmm. I dance and I, and I get a lot, like I go into trance a lot mm-hmm. where it's like I leave my body and then I become like air mm-hmm. and I start getting these images. And so I, I, there, there's, a, there's a beautiful space, liminal space in creativity mm-hmm. that I find that is just, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that answers no, the it question. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it's interesting too, because with creativity, like when they talk, when we talk about aliens, aliens are always... So like aliens from different species or galaxies or negative entities, negative entities don't have our capacity for creativity. The heart, the heart, mm-hmm. the heart. I just heard yesterday yeah. something beautiful. I don't know. There's something yeah. r- going around about aliens don't, they're coming here to understand the human heart, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why mm-hmm. connection, that's why mm-hmm. family, that's why partnership, kids, mm-hmm. like relationship, friends, laughter, joy, celebration. Mm-hmm. The other day I had a session where I was like, just f- raise the frequency with joy, raise mm-hmm. the frequency with love. And mm-hmm. I know that there's so much happening in the world and I don't want to bypass any of it. But if you have the opportunity to just like walk outside and smile to the stranger or mm-hmm. wave or say hello, I mean, that's why I love Latin America. You just walk outside and you're like, hello, stranger. I don't know you, but have a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're really creating the space of like, we're in it together (laughs) we're here together Mm -hmm. and our heart really really i think that's what we're here for is Mm -hmm. to really understand the value of relationship connection and Mm -hmm. and love Mm -hmm. and all those aliens and people and Mm -hmm. reptiles and all that are here to actually understand and take that away from us Mm -hmm. try to try to exactly Mm -hmm. thank you i really feel that that's what other planets don't have and Mm -hmm. that's what we have that make us unique mm-hmm. and the more that we can be in it like less about the screens more about the conversations mm-hmm. more about the dinners more about the yeah actual mm-hmm. human touch hugs you know mm-hmm. the more we can help each other and raise that frequency mm-hmm. yeah it's just interesting to think about like what and maybe i'm just thinking about the united states in particular but what is rewarded so we mm-hmm. think about like whether it's the you know, patriarch of the family or even Mm -hmm. matriarch now where it's like, we leave the family to build wealth, to build a life. Mm -hmm. Not to say that that is bad, but it's like this needing to sacrifice that connection with family Mm -hmm. in order to 
get farther in life, mm-hmm. but it's really kind of breaking farther away from what is also really important, mm-hmm. right? you know? And mm-hmm. so it's like rewarded in that sense. And then I feel like it it makes us, because I'm, I'm definitely someone that's done that where I love my family, I respect my family, but I'm like, I'm going to go out and do my thing and reach all my goals and do all these things. And I really feel like I... I tend to my family, but I I don't necessarily feel that I've like uh, nurtured that connection in a way. It's layered. I haven't always felt safe to do so, but it's just interesting to think about because I felt like I was going to be rewarded for sacrificing that and going to get the thing. Mm. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Totally. My high school self is like, who cares? She's always on my shoulder. Who fucking cares, dude? <laughs> but like, live who your cares? life. <laughs> but if, I th- if we think Whatever. about like building our own families, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's so... It's just interesting to think yes. about where it is important to me. And, you know, I have that big part of me that's like, go get this. Well, that's the whole, the conditioning of femininity. Yes. And the feminist movement for us to believe that to be feminine is to now is to be a part of the feminine industrial complex where Mm -hmm. we're like, get six figures, get the figs, have your own business, work all the time, like do all these things that are actually like false feminine qualities Mm -hmm. that actually aren't the creatorship qualities that are just kind of in the paradigm of patriarchy, but Mm -hmm. are like labeled as, not being that. And that's what we've all been told. Because I mean, most of my life, I was like, I'm going to be a CEO of company. Mm. I'm going to wear heels, blah, blah, blah. And we are actually, Mm -hmm. I don't wear heels ever, but (laughs) but still it's like, just kind of like deconstructing. Like, why do I believe that not being with the family is Mm -hmm. the best? Why do I believe that receiving is not what I should be doing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Why do I believe that the action rather than receivership is better, you know, and how the patriarchy sort of infiltrated feminine, the feminine. Two things with that. When we, when did we go from community into individual housing, right? Like with like this idea, I mean, I'm not saying that Kumbaya communities, but you know, we went into this individuation of Mm -hmm. like one family home or two or single family single Mm -hmm. family homes, like car one right car. after like world we war ii mm-hmm. right so we know why yeah we know why literally psychically decided mm-hmm. and with the feminine i think that that's where we're moving mm-hmm. right i think that uh i don't another two terms that i have like i think we've kind of like really overused so when i use them i really try to be careful with like masculine and feminine mm-hmm. but i feel like we are coming back into this like flute like flow i think that less about structure and and payment and this and that more Mm -hmm. about understanding our our value Mm -hmm. that's like that's what this aquarian age is is all about from individual like individual leadership right to Mm -hmm. collaboration to how can i we help each other out Mm -hmm. how can we again come in together and do it together Mm -hmm. and i think that's really about a Maybe a marriage, not so much just feminine, but I do feel like there's something yes, about, of course. Yeah. about that like femininity mm-hmm. in it. Just the, it's like the, 
it's like the true feminine, you know, like not the false, not the false masculine, because that's where people get the masculine wrong, where they see the false masculine and they see that that as the masculine or they perceive that to be the masculine, but it's the false. And the same with feminine. It's like people often see the false feminine and they're like, oh yeah, that's feminine. Like it's feminine to like ask for a raise. And it's like, not really, but like, it's not, it's good to do that, but mm-hmm. it's not really like part of the the natural feminine to do that. But I do believe, you know, it's like kind of being in the construct of feminine and masculine is a little outdated, but I do think there is like a really beauty in the creativity and like the chaos of the feminine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the feminine really is like the creative spirit of, of what creates. And the feminine is what asks the masculine to to change, to evolve, to grow. So it is important that there is the real feminine that is coming into what we have now as by like a masculine, false masculine dominant society to like restructure what we have currently going with the chaos of the feminine. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow, beautifully said. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I've been thinking about that a lot. I've just been thinking about that a lot lately about how, and also too, we have this perceived idea that chaos is like bad. Oh no, it's mm-hmm. the best. Yeah, it's the best. That's the, where we grow. Yes. I just had like six months, beautiful chaos. And really? I feel so good. Mm-hmm. Where like was after, it? No, it's just chaos. Like it just, everything just comes and you just feel like nothing's like, you know, it's like mm-hmm. destruction. And then like, you know, Phoenix rising from the ashes mm-hmm. or the Lotus, right? Yeah. Like so much comes from just learning about unlearning and relearning. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like it's like you're literally like with the roots dangling Mm -hmm. and it's like this disorientation and then you're kind of like plopped and sort of planted somewhere else but it's still I always feel like very blind you know like where it's the sight is gone always but then the other senses kind of get stronger and heightened that's what that's what's so beautiful about it is like you start seeing things that you usually don't see Mm -hmm. and it it all starts coming to surface to clear Mm. yeah you mentioned something earlier about like at the airports and in New York City, it's very apparent to see kind of like what's matrix feeling and what's not. Do you like, do you subscribe to 3D, 5D split stuff? Like what are your thoughts on on sort of that ascension conversation? Right. I, I don't know much about the text, as I said. Mm-hmm. I don't try, like try not to read too much. As lo- uh, Like I follow more about my intuition mm-hmm. and I definitely feel like there is a 5D, 3D split. I just heard that there is no 5D yet. I thought that there was. Personally, I thought that there was already... They're building it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not ready yet. It's not ready. I feel yeah. like already. I think it's already... I think there. it's... <laughs> it's there. I, yeah, I, I, I think so too. I felt a 5D... Like, I sensed a 5D in myself. Yes. Again, I don't know much about it, but... Uh, about seven years ago, or like 2015, 2016, I was in New York City and I was like in the Matrix, Matrix and a job like a corporation and oh, suddenly wow. I was like like I was doing it as a te- like I, I do a guinea pig and I learn from all the experiences because I like to like just test things and understand and sometimes like some that time I just like woke up and I was like whoa everybody here's dead like their yes. souls are sucked and I was like in a 20th floor in New York City and nothing was alive wow and I was like wow like that was mm-hmm. crazy people eating their oatmeal and the oatmeal is in the microwave and you know I like just and I started looking at their souls and like their eyes were not like yep. like they were just like I would focused. always say dead people wow yeah. when I was little I'm like they're dead people yeah mm. so it's like 5D 3D right like yes like you know and hopefully this time has been a time to like a, a lot of people have left that world you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. if they have the opportunity mm-hmm. to do so so mm-hmm. 
What do you think's going on there? Do you think their souls have just left? Like, I've always wondered that. I always feel like it's like they're just so much trauma that's blocking their soul from like comfortable being in their body. Mm. And so it's almost like they're just, they're walking blockages. Mm. It's kind of just not, it's not allowing like a comfortability of aliveness I actually within would, their energy like field. Conformity, like yeah. I'm used to this. Like I would see people in their routine, right? Like yes. I wake up at this time. I well, do that's this what at dead people do. Right. <laughs> you know, like if there's something different, it's like, wow, well, oh, I have to be alive to be present for what's new. Right. And it almost feels you like know? the system is like threatening to them even Mm -hmm. tasting the aliveness. So it's like walking into an office, whether it's like the financial system or whether Mm -hmm. it's advertising or whether, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. it's like that, that system is so strong and like upheld by Mm -hmm. money and everything. You get your check this time. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's set up for you to walk Mm -hmm. into it. Mm -hmm. And then you, I was, I was in it for seven months. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it anymore. I was like at at the seventh month where I actually got fired. I was like, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was looking for. I mean, because, you know, I think like the more time goes by, the more you just get used to it. And the Mm -hmm. more that it becomes normal, quote, mm-hmm. unquote, mm-hmm. and the less you start questioning. I think I was thinking about this the other day, like we become like sheep. We we stop questioning things. We like, don't, you're given this, you're taking in this, you're doing this and you're taking this, but nobody ever asks why, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that that's the more time that goes by in this like rat wheel, mm-hmm. the less we start asking questions and then like our communities becomes that. And we just keep, we just... Brave New World or, you know, mm-hmm. Aldous Huxley, mm-hmm. like you just become the machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I think now it's like becoming the censorship. It's like becoming the things that we say, like, it's like we become, people become the censorship. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no need for as much censorship from big tech if people become it for right the mm-hmm. corporations for technology because- We become it, the weapon. Yes. Mm-hmm. They'll censor everyone. Right. And I was also thinking about too, with like defunding the police, it's like, sometimes I feel like the people that want to defund the police are the police mm. in their own right, where they police everyone else's language, mm. everyone else's existence, everyone else's, you know, expression or mm. everything. And it's just funny how sometimes the people within paradigms where they feel like they're trying to break are actually fully settled into that paradigm, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's like a weird way to be. I want to go back quickly to like mentorship. Mm-hmm. My biggest teaching has been to surrender to everything, mm-hmm. like to just like surrender and not like block anything, you know, like I value each person's opinion no matter what. And it's like, I try not to like, I try to listen. I think that I try not, I listen actually. That's my biggest teacher because I think everybody has something to learn. So if we're like defunding, like, you know, I, I for me, it's about really bringing forth everybody's opinion without like the need to say, no, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. Because do we really know if that's right or not? Like Mm -hmm. I can go by my intuition, my feeling. Do we know if that's like actually right? I don't Mm -hmm. know. Right. Like Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe it is. So, so that Mm -hmm. to me is like really understanding and sitting with someone in their opinion and their, their value of what Mm -hmm. it is without the need of shutting them down, Mm -hmm. but opening to the like possibility Mm -hmm. that maybe we could have a conversation and learn something from each Mm other. Yeah, I feel like in the world that we live in right now, like two truths cannot exist mm-hmm. like that. Right. So it's like the, what's happening in a lot of spheres is like, 
if you say, well, I, I don't, I don't take either side and mm-hmm. I'm just listening and mm-hmm. I'm here to learn. They're like, but what, what side are you, you on? on? <laughs> because yeah. this is urgent and yeah. you must. And who are you if you're not? Are you getting this on camera? But the urgency. Really. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's yes. just like, when you said that, I was like, wow, that that's incredible. And that resonates with me very deeply. And I know. Where am I going to do that? I can with my friends and Mm -hmm. I feel very blessed that we have, uh, you know, people in our lives that we really can share very openly and honestly and listen to one another and not judge. But I don't know. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that is like a space in which I see regularly. Do we, do we get to create it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the work. Well, yeah, that's part of the work, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, it's that uh, binary, right? The yes. yes or no, the black or white. The, yes. You know, there's, there's, there's no space for in between. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really like, I don't know. I, I think we got to create it. Mm-hmm. I do believe in it. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the binary would be like 3D, I guess. Because that's like duality. Right. But I wonder what what happens in people's lives where it makes them be very like that. You know, like what happens growing up that makes someone be so binary in that way where it's like, well, if you're saying this, you're not saying this. Or if you, like I see a lot of times with online with politics, like topics will be brought up and they're like, well, at least that's not this. And you're like, that's not even a close to what we're talking about. But this is brought up to like discredit this certain view. You know, it's like, but people don't realize that the powers that be are always winning when like one person is pointing the finger at the other because they're just like going along their merry way, becoming billionaires again and again and again, while people are sort of like fighting over these like minuscule things by making each other other in the process. A need for power, control. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of anger underlie, like underneath, yes. right? Like, mm-hmm. It almost feels like a child was told not to speak truth when they were little mm-hmm. and suddenly like they get to speak truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, it feels angry to me. Oh, so. Mm-hmm. It feels angry. So angry. Time. I know. I was like, everyone's would really do well with some like anger. So, yeah, releasing. some somatic, some somatic mm-hmm. kind of, like anger release. Rah. Like it is. Everyone, it's like, take a moment right now, just to uh-huh. yeah, just to freak out and like be really upset because there is there's this. But I think what really is like when people create their identities based on these certain things, where they don't, where their identity is, I am this certain political party. I am this certain belief. I work at this company. I have oatmeal every day. I am these things. Then these other ideas question their identity and it becomes like a domino where they're like, if that's not true, what, what else is, is not true right. about me? And then we go back to comfort, right? Mm-hmm. Why would I say something that makes me feel uncomfortable or, or makes me look a certain way to people? You mm-hmm. know, where we fear judgment, we fear backlash, we fear comments that are not like, mm-hmm. you know, loving and, mm-hmm. and because of, you know, not speaking our truth, mm-hmm. we go back to truth, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like this comfort of like sitting in my little box, not wanting to grow, not wanting to do, not wanting to see, because I'm afraid that if I do, what could happen, mm-hmm. right? Like what's out there that could bite me mm-hmm. or eat me alive. Mm-hmm. So this comfort of like, well, this is great. Like I have everything I want. Why mm-hmm. would I want to go further? Mm-hmm. Why would I want to see more? And a lot of it is like children. You know, I, I have a lot of people that I work with that see spirits or saw spirits when they were little. And 
not not my thing. You mm-hmm. know, shut down completely, and I don't. I want. Mm-hmm. I have, want nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. Comfort, right? Mm-hmm. They do nothing. They like. They really are friendly people. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, um, the spirits. Know, yeah, yeah. They do nothing, and and if you don't look at them, they won't look at you, right? So, mm-hmm. but we're so afraid of something that we've been told is bad, yeah. or you know, yeah. we're so afraid of again questioning or being different mm-hmm. being different that's mm-hmm. it we go back to that sheep right mm-hmm. I think we'll it's with the cancel culture it's like well the worst part about cancel culture from my perspective is the fear that it instills in everyone to speak or the fear that it provides a constant fear for people to always believe that there could be the potential that something they've done at some point in time in their life could now be perceived as right bad mm-hmm. or as you know, worthy of losing everything for. And it's just like putting that fear of people speaking their truth and going outside their comfort zone in them so they don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and a big lesson for me has been, you're never going to please everyone. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be people that are not in agreement with what you say or how you look or anything. So why not be yourself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why not mm-hmm. think for yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And that is that cancel culture, that fear of speaking, that fear of... I think that's a wound, a collective wound, Ooh, probably. Yeah. 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 Talk about the anger. Yeah. That goes into the grief. Yep. Mm-hmm. That goes into the silencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How have you how have you worked with social media in particular? Because I feel I mean, I love your presence online. Um, but how did what was that conversation between you and you when like Instagram in particular was something that was like deemed as you need to have this in order to have a business. I don't market myself. So my work is entirely, which is what I like Mm -hmm. word of mouth. That's good. Yeah. I don't, I don't put any advertise. Sometimes I put in like a little ad when it's like, I want to gift some sessions, which is coming soon. For the members. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah. So sometimes I, I do that. But other than that, my Instagram is like art. And I have so many faces of myself, right? So the healing facilitator is one, but I love photography and I love Mm -hmm. travel. And I know, yeah, I think I've had the conversation with like, let's become an online presence and actually start telling people like, this is my daily channel. Like, like this is what I get every day because I receive so much information daily. And sometimes I'm like, I think I need to really share this. I need to, I think this voice needs, it's not just for me. It's kind of selfish. And I've had that conversation with myself. And then I also go back to what we're talking about. It's like, it's not for everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of, when we share that so publicly, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. a, <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. And it, maybe, I, maybe this is my invitation. I'm a projector, so I mm-hmm. wait for the invitation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so well, that's been the conversation. But social media is a tricky one mm-hmm. for me. I also sense that, so much of life is outside of social media, mm-hmm. right? And I mm-hmm. don't spend too much time on it. So mm-hmm. it's a tricky one. Yeah. So many people just went, <gasps> yeah. oh, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you just, do you find it to be like, what kind of energetics do you feel like when you look at social media? Oh, that conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so we can tell a lot by a picture. 
Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's talk. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Pull up a few. Club, <laughs> Clubhouse is a whole different thing. And I'll get there for a, a second. I, I lasted there a month. Um, I know. We were mm-hmm. like, we should do once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. no. Thank you. Well, uh, they started doing rooms where people were silent and they were just following each other. I was like, <laughs> I think it's done. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so pictures, you know, I ask in my healing work, I ask for pictures because you can tell. Uh, aura, you can yeah. tell the energy, you could tell what's happening in their, like, you know, in iris work, you, you can read a whole entire person by their eye mm. energetically. So, you know, when you post something and I feel like we, we don't talk about how like the energy of when you post something actually affects the other person. And you, you can tell, you know, something like, mm-hmm. kind of catches your eye. It's usually not the actual picture. It's the energy which yes. is sent with, mm-hmm. right? And um, you know, scrolling, all of that, like it, it's an energetic. So it's, uh, it takes away energy and you give energy and it's, yeah, I, I think that, is that what, mm-hmm. yeah, and the yes. videos as well. I mean, the whole TikTok, I, I also tried that for like a week. Evil. Ah, mm-hmm. like couldn't do it. Like yeah. how much time do people sludge. spend on creating videos that like, I look at it as like, what is this adding to the world? I'm sorry if you have TikTok and you love it. I, I respect you and no judgment, but at the same time, it's like value, right? What's the content? What's the, what's the creation? Mm-hmm. What are you creating? What are you, are you adding into the world? And if it's joy, great. Like if you're enjoying it, love it. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I feel like with TikTok, like you can't be with it. Mm-hmm. Like it's so fast. It's so fast. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not, on, I'm not on there and I don't even scroll it, but like mm-hmm. I, I feel like if you're putting really beautiful content out on TikTok, I'm like, I can imagine it's just getting lost in the sea of right. it all. Which mm-hmm. is kind of how I feel about Instagram too. It's like For all sure, very yeah. impermanent. Yeah. There's an impermanence For sure. to it. So it's like we're, we are creating, we are somewhat moving into, imper- like I use that word often, mm-hmm. impermanence. Nothing is permanent, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we can also look at the positive side of it, how much it connects people. Yeah. And I've met some mm-hmm. incredible people people just like that message me and I met one business partner through mm-hmm. Instagram and it was like, you know, there's positive and negative to all. So, yeah. Uh, and it keeps us connected, you know, mm-hmm. also. So there's good and bad. There's okay. good and bad. And, and people get creative with it and, you know, creativity, but at the same time, you're right. Like everything's so fast. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, like, where's the substance? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm it's crazy. Cause it's yeah. like, it's normal to post every day. Right. That's so wild. I posted this picture the other day and I literally had that thought after I posted, I was like, that was a flat ass picture. It was just (laughs) no energy. There was like, Mm. I literally looked at it and I was like, it's so flat energetically. Mm -hmm. And you can tell by looking at some pictures where you're like, damn, that is like a vivacious photo. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that people that likes people, you can tell like how people respond to it is through like, the vivacious nature of whatever photo you're picking. I'm like, that's a flat ass photo. I would like a and challenge a of a week where people actually post pictures of what's actually happening in their like, like moment in like, you know, mm, right now, yeah. like what, like yeah, right now. pictures of like small moments mm-hmm. where it's like not curated. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. I feel like if we could get more real on social media, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't do it. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's, an, that's mm-hmm. another invitation. To I get know. More real. But I also think, I think we were talking about this um, with someone else, but like even like filters, it's like there is this protection where you use beauty on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like your photos are so beautiful. It's mm-hmm. like, 
I can kind of see it as like a protection mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Your stuff. Mm-hmm. Your, your mask. I just feel like I'm like, I just really love beauty. I love mm-hmm. curation. I love lying to the world about how I love, <laughs> I love it regularly. Well, at least you accept that. <laughs> <laughs> at I least just, you're, you're <laughs> I at the least, mundane. At least you're aware of it. <laughs> I only like grandeur. That's right. Good. Oh, that would be kind of interesting. That account would probably pop off. It was like just this is the photo of the day that's like the most random thing. What would what would the handle be for your like kind of <laughs> my normal feed? Krista's BTS. BTS. It's Krista BTS. It's Krista normal. Yeah, honestly, normie. And it's just my double chin. Um, Last question I had. This is very random and left field. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was at the beach with my friends and we were talking about celebrities and how it's almost, it's interesting with celebrities because they have such an energy to them Hmm. where you can tell if they're in the room and it's almost like you can't take your thought off of them. But then- but so I was wondering with like certain people that have, that are celebrities or have certain energies about them, do we notice their energy? Because, you know, as an example, we were at the beach and there was someone that was kind of famous down the beach and you notice them. Yeah. You're like, you wouldn't, you couldn't tell what they, I just, you knew they're there. You're like, oh, there's someone there that's famous. And then you look down and you're like, oh, there's a famous person. And it's, what is happening? Is it like, because they're they're used to having so many eyes on their energy that- it draws attention to them? Is it because they have a different energetic composition? What is it about it? Because I don't think that they're positive a lot of times. So it's not like you're looking at a very bright, sparkly, beautiful auric field that's drawing your attention attention because it's like a guru or someone that's done a lot of like positive polarity, energetic maintenance. It's like, there's something else. Do you know? Ooh. Spirit, and when I sneeze, I feel like yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. that's like that's confirmation. It's interesting because I, I know exactly what you're saying when I'm around people that are like semi famous mm-hmm. or famous. Um, but there's like an energy, there's a yes, mm, for me, it shows up energetically in a like a like uh, how do you describe it, like tingly, mm-hmm. like kind of expansive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I sense that comes from being in the limelight. Like I sense that that comes from being in the spotlight and I don't have an answer, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting that it's something with that has to do with the ego mm-hmm. and feeding. And so I feel like as an empath, right, you're mm-hmm. feeling into that energetic. Mm-hmm. Does that feel right? Sort of. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, could, it could be that. Like, mm-hmm. I think that that's, yeah, I, I sense that it's an energetic within themselves that they know who they are. Like mm-hmm. that there's like a, like a posture, like there's like, mm-hmm. whoa, I'm mm-hmm. taking space, mm-hmm. right? Wow. Imagine if we all were able to take space like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's not positive, but it's space, mm-hmm. right? So you feel like there's this, I, I can't even, I'm bringing it, like yeah. I can feel it right now. Yeah. Like yeah. there's this like expansiveness. And you know who yes. I am. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. even then the posture of that, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I feel you. Hello. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's positive, negative, but it's, a, it's an energy. Mm-hmm. It's an and energy everywhere field. they go and whoever they meet, because they're famous, it confirms right. it. And mm-hmm. it almost Correct. just like mm-hmm. fortifies mm-hmm. how expansive mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. in that way. I wonder too, if like as empaths, you can feel their ener- energy of ego being like, do they, does everyone know me? Uh, you know, where it's like, you're almost like tuning into their need to be validated or uh, need to be seen or 
use their like how they're used to being seen. Do you think they're really happy too? Right? Do you I don't think know. Really, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're all different. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're I like, every single one. We're, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're talking yes. about the one that you saw, and I don't yes. know who you saw, but I can feel who it is. <laughs> yes, I don't think so. I often think too, there's like weird entities with them. I think they're doing mm-hmm. weird well, shit. Talk about being in the spotlight. Yeah, you know, and we were talking. Yeah. I works with a few people that are in mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. space. I've I've worked with a few people. That is that is something else. You know, really? you, you I'm I'm in the shadows here and I get attacked every mm-hmm. who knows how long. I think about that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm I'm not like my Instagram barely has pictures mm-hmm. of myself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I can't imagine somebody that's walking. I mean, they must have a team of he- healing facilitators and mm-hmm. they must have a team of I pray. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and jealousy and because we send energy without even, without being conscious mm-hmm. of it too. So mm-hmm. even like being jealous of somebody that sends an energy mm-hmm. and that person gets it. I mean, we're all mm-hmm. composed. In Caroline, Caroline Mays' book, I, I read, we're all one, but what separates us is our identity, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, we are, I can feel you from over mm-hmm. here and I can send a thought of love. Mm-hmm. That water exercise, you know, wow, mm-hmm. I can't yes. remember him. Harry Moto. Name, Harry mm-hmm. Moto. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. We can send him a message of love mm-hmm. and you'll receive it. Mm-hmm. Or like jealous. It's all, it's not just in water. It's everything. It's mm-hmm. the molecule, molecules. Mm-hmm. Of the energetic yeah. field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so weird. I was thinking about that. I'm like, what is that? Because it's like, we were at this one event in New York City and there was this really big celebrity and it was like, she uh. was in the back and you couldn't even see her. And it was like, everyone was like moving in slow motion because mm-hmm. everyone was like this person is here we're mm-hmm. creating that field for sure together, not just that person for right? sure. so we're like oh there's that person mm-hmm. oh there's that person and then woo, all our attention just like direct mm-hmm. right? yeah and then we're creating that energy field together mm-hmm. so that that which you feel sometimes negative sometimes mm-hmm. positive we're creating it probably you're feeling jealousy mm-hmm. you're feeling like oh this person looks this way mm-hmm. what so and you're so incredibly empathetic mm-hmm. that you can feel everything at like mm-hmm. a mile away mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. it was weird mm. it's like everyone's like acting yeah you know it's like aren't we all always though? yeah it's <laughs> so true last question from me so just speaking to energetic hygiene mm-hmm. for example you were just talking to me earlier about like taking a flight and being just aware of like the sensitivities and I guess just in our everyday how can we energetically clear any of other people's stuff, any mm. entities. My favorite if we're question. Leaky. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite question. And we're all different. Mm. So and I've, I've made a really like in-depth study in different types of people because what is going to work for me is not going to work for you. Like I recommended before a flight for you because I see from like even just looking at you, your vata, right? You're mm-hmm. like air. Yes. And so in in the air, as air, you need ground. Mm. So I would like put like really thick socks that would like really just make you feel grounded. Like there, there would be a whole thing that we could go through. Mm-hmm. And so energe- energetic hygiene for you will look different than for Krista, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the overall, I think that my favorite practice is to, if you have a bath and if you don't shower with salt or jump jumping into the ocean, salt water is, we're crystals. We are like water. So we need clearing constantly. And I think that salt is our friend mm-hmm. big time. Epsom salts, rosemary, using plants as our allies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of like all that sage, 
I recommend, and obviously with a lot of respect to the Native American communities, um, without you know appropriating it, mm-hmm. uh, Palo Santo, which uh, usually usually people use, actually for me brings spirits. It doesn't clear spirits. Whoa. So. Mm. something I like to say but I don't know why it just like brings spirits when I work it's like so I've I've started saying that because I've I've felt that and your feet on the earth is some of the best practice like mm-hmm. to just like feel your feet on the earth no shoes barefoot I mean there's so many different things that can really just support you selenite mm. <laughs> you just carry a piece of selenite mm-hmm. everywhere yeah. just to clear the energy just you know especially in times of of communicating, like mm-hmm. just to make sure that your energy is constantly mm-hmm. clearing. Um, and what else? What are, yeah. Crystals are amazing. Mm-hmm. Crystals are our friends as well. Um, I've stopped using them as much because I feel, I mean, like, here we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you know, I feel like different crystals. So obsidian protects you, you know, amethyst calls in your intuition. You, if you look them up, they'll, there's be, but just to like put, um, crystal in your space where you're most open. I know that we talked about your sacral chakra being really open. Mm -hmm. So like uh, really putting and protecting that Mm. um, with a crystal or a cloth that Mm -hmm. we talked about your sacral chakra, Mm -hmm. right? Crystal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To just protect it. Um, And scarves are amazing. The neck is some of like one of the most open spots in your entire Mm. body energetically, your back, but Mm -hmm. especially your neck. So I use scarves often uh, when I'm in, trains and airplanes because it okay. just protects you from I mean I can go on and on I have wow. I have a lot of different tools but what about some. your head yeah that's huge too I use hats a lot because mm-hmm. that that point right there that yeah. baby spot which doesn't close for a lot of us is still open mm. you know about your baby spot the soft no. spot soft spot I call it the baby spot I don't know if I, where is it it's like right Justin has a dent in the back of his head wow that's a soft spot that's, I know yeah right? It doesn't close. So it's little. like direct connection to spirit. I say, I always put my finger and I say, can you dig it? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably direct connection to spirit. He's like, ow. No. Yeah, I love, I love it. <laughs> Those are good ones. Very tactical. But yeah. people don't think that that could be a powerful protection. Yeah. Like a scarf. Mm-hmm. Or a and, we, and our minds are really powerful. So whatever mm-hmm. intention you put on anything you do, it's yes. going to protect you. Mm-hmm. I love the the image of like water and waterfall, mm-hmm. just like closing your eyes and just like allowing the water to just rinse you. Mm-hmm. And then it just washes it away. It mm-hmm. just washes everything away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's whatever your mind puts anything, any intention to, it will create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. And she's going to Harvard soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's headed to Harvard. When do you start? August 28th. Wait, say Crazy. More. What's happening at Harvard? <laughs> I'm doing a master's in human development and psychology. She wow. put the intention out and she got into Harvard. Isn't that crazy? Your mind is powerful. <laughs> your and mind obviously is powerful. She met the president of Columbia. Uh, yeah, actually, my roommate and good friend, Jackie Nech- Nechtel, int- uh, introduced me to the summit group and had a quick uh, five-minute interaction with him. And and he inspired this next step. And here we are. Wow. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Powerful. Just going in to break it. <laughs> Don't tell him. Honestly, got all your polos ready. I got and all your polos ready. Khakis, 
<laughs> no, that's going to be amazing. We're wow. so proud. Um, you, well, we love you so much. We're oh, so glad you. you came. So thank great. you so um, much for having me. This has been amazing. Oh, yeah. Can you feel that? I'm like I'm sweating over I here. Know. Just, there's, I know. Yeah. I have a headache is, beyond. Yeah. yeah it gets I'll like, clear you. We'll it gets mm-hmm. like gummy in here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's so much energy. Yeah. There's energy. Well, we'll talk about ways to keep the space okay. clear for you. Thank you. Yeah. It's funny because I've been passing by it every day because I haven't really been in it. It's been so clear because mm. I haven't been in it. Yeah. Well, like, well, well yeah, because you, you bring forth, yes. I'm sure, with a lot of people here, a lot yeah, of energy. It's Tommy. Yeah. It's Tommy. <laughs> so we're we're going to read Tommy later. <laughs> <laughs> Strong presence. He is. Yeah, He's our little tree. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We love you so much. Yeah. We'll see you on the next one. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much, Manuela. Again, you can learn more about Manuela and her offerings at manuelawelton.com. Same on Instagram. Yeah, and we're going to have her in the membership soon. So all of our lovely members, you guys get access to her and her beautiful, beautiful work among so many other things. We're so excited about our new members in our membership. Thank you so much for joining the best community on the internet. Um, We're excited. We're going to be speaking at Podcast Movement. So if you guys are podcasters and you're going to Podcast Movement, which is happening in Nashville, we will be speaking. Thanks to our lovely Julia on our team that submitted a proposal for us to join. Yes. And we're really excited. We're going to be talking about monetizing your show and making money from your show as a part of our Your Podcast Pro program and courses and all of that. So we will see you guys at Podcast Movement in Nashville. Make sure to DM us or come say hi. We're excited. Yeah, we would love that. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.